I've ever done. And that's what There You Go was about. I myself. I, know I don't shine. I glow. And it's I'm seeping out of my pores that I'm a survivor, to do a strong work. woman, and not one to be tested. Don't be afraid to glow. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the more it scares you, the more you should do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Said What?, I know it's been a long time since I actually published a podcast and, you know, life happens, um, as you all know. And um, so I just want to give you a little bit of an update about things that have been going on. Nothing too interesting, except I am still in graduate school. It takes time to become a therapist. It takes time to do the things that you need to do (laughs) and it's challenging and it has definitely been something that has tested new areas and limits and ways that I cope and ways that I um I'm just being tested in new ways and you know in life that's what happens with growth you know I always say that growth and comfort are not two things that are synonymous. They're not friends. They don't exist within the same realms of one another. Um, So I've been working on that and doing what needs to be done for my future. And sometimes when you do that, you need to uh, take a step back from certain things. But I'm here now, and I'm so happy to be talking to you, especially about this topic This topic in particular is something that is sort of like a culmination of different things that I have discussed in my books and in previous podcast episodes. But I want to go a little more in depth because I feel like as people, we're missing the mark here. And of course, the title, it's called This Is How You Lose Her. And I'm not giving you advice on how to leave someone. And I'm not giving you advice on um, anything like that. It is it is a play on words. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know I like to get a little provocative when it comes to... And it's not even, it's not even like a conscious choice. It's just that I have a provocative nature. So that's what it's going to be. And that's what she said, what is about, because, you know, there is some sort of shock value in the things that I say and the opinions that I have, because I feel like a lot of people might feel the way I feel in some capacity, but they're afraid to say it. And that's understandable. That's what I'm here for. It doesn't matter in what it it doesn't matter if it's in a podcast or in real life or to someone's face. Um, Sometimes you have to have the uncomfortable conversations and sometimes you have to have those come to Jesus moments with yourself where you are being brutally honest. And it's not the most uncomfortable thing. You know, it it just isn't. But what happens after the fact is what's priceless, is you gain clarity And one thing I'm really learning, especially these days, is to trust my nervous system. There are so many cues that are given to us on a daily basis in our interaction with people, in interactions with our relationships with family members, with people on our jobs, with strangers on the street. And 
we oftentimes ignore our intuition and we ignore things that are deeply that our heart that are that an emotional part of ourselves is telling us because we don't want to offend and we don't want to appear a certain way and we don't want to do this and we don't want to do that we spend so much time worried about how we're going to appear to other people that it's very difficult to even be authentic to yourself and i just say this there's going to be I would say probably about 98% of people that if they want to be offended, they're going to be offended. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how nicely you put it. It doesn't matter if you stayed up all night creating a script or whatever. If they show up offended and they want to be offended, they will. You're only responsible for what you say. You're not responsible for how anyone takes it. You just It's just not a thing. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and get into the podcast. I am drinking some tea. I definitely have changed from drinking so much Prosecco. And it's not like I was an alcoholic or anything. But I feel like I feel better these days when I actually don't drink. So it's reserved for other occasions. But today I have some tea. And I'm ready to get in. I'm ready to get on this subject. So this is how you lose her. This is what we're talking about. And I want to list some things. I want to talk to you about some things. And these, this is not by any order of importance. It's just is what it is. One of the things that I want to point out is that in relationships, in, in relationships, romantic relationships, when you're dealing with People who maybe not are not emotional mature emotionally mature or they are in fact just selfish or just fucked up in general, um, you will encounter some of these things. And sometimes you'll encounter some of these things by someone who just doesn't know. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the person or persons or you know, that they mean any type of malice. Some, 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 sometimes people just don't know. And that's what I'm here for, to make you aware. <laughs> but the one thing that I want to say is, you know how when you first get together with someone in a relationship, and this doesn't happen with everybody. Some people are able to maintain, you know, there are things that they do to make you feel extremely special in the beginning. It seems like everybody's on their best behavior, Right. They want to impress you. They want to do all of these things. And then at some point it stops the things that they used to do to make you feel special. Um, It could be anything. It's all relative. You know, it could be anything from rubbing your shoulders when you're stressed or, um, you know, buying you flowers or, you know, the the two of you have intimate talks or you know, it's it's whatever is important to you and, and to you, to both of you as a unit. And they begin to stop on their end. This is how you lose her. And I'm going to tell you why. The thing that you do, the things that you're doing to get the woman are the same things that you need to do to keep the woman. 
Because if you don't, all it is is giving an interpretation that you have given a false representative of yourself. Like, who are you? So you do these things for, what, a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months or whatever, and then all of a sudden you stop. And then because she brings it up, and she might be like, oh, you know, can you rub my shoulders? Or, oh, can you, you know, go to the grocery store? Or whatever it is that you used to do. Now, all of a sudden, she becomes that bitch that is complaining. Or that bitch who is never satisfied. Or that bitch who is asking for too much. Ladies, I want to tell you something. You're not a needy person. And you're also not a bitch. And anybody who says dumb shit like that to you or says it to someone else and you hear it through the grapevine is just simply someone who doesn't know how to handle you. A real woman. And it's not even like you're asking for too much. All you're asking for is consistency. Consistency is so important. Consistency is something that's important to a lot of people, especially people who have undergone uh, some form of trauma people who have had relationships where others have been really cruel to them. You know, they want consistency shows people, shows us that we can trust you. Consistency shows us that you mean what you say and you say what you mean. Not that you just are doing this just to get us in bed or get that woman in bed. And then once you feel like you have her, you stop. Well, I have to caution you on that because that's a stupid, stupid thought because you're going to lose her if you stop. Like I said, I understand we're all on our best behavior in the beginning of a relationship, you know, but I think that there are bound, there has to be some kind of point where you're like, okay, this is not no longer my representative. This is exactly who I am. I remember watching a a comedy special from Samoa. I love Samoa. And she was like, you know, people should come with a side effect warning. <laughs> because after you think it's all good, here come the motherfucking side effects. And it's crazy because you begin, you as the person who was asking or alluding to or saying, you know, hey, you know, I wish that we could get back to the way we were or get back to the special things that we did together or you did for me or you let me do for you in the beginning. Um, the other person is not really receptive. They're like, well, you know, that's what I did in the beginning. Or they might not even say that. But it, this is this shows extreme inauthenticity, if that's a word, I don't know. It just shows, it just really gives you an idea of someone who you're dealing with and how disingenuous they are. Because if that was the sole purpose, and this is not an integral part of their character, then you're dealing with a fuck boy or a fuck girl. We don't discriminate on this podcast. We don't discriminate based on sexual orientation. Everybody can get it because at some point or another, Everybody plays an asshole. This is how you lose her. You stop doing the things that you did that made her feel special. And we're not talking about gifts or anything like that. You stop doing them. And then approach her as if she's someone who is needy 
or a bitch or something like that because she is asking you to do what it is that you used to do. It doesn't make any sense. And I know that there have been other areas, you know, other podcast episodes where I'm like, leave them and this and that. And I understand it is not cut and dry. It's up to you if this is a deal breaker or not. But I know that over time, this is definitely something that is going to cause a deterioration in your relationship. You know, when you break up, it's not like, oh, this morning, well, for, for not for many people, oh, this morning I'm going to break up with her or I'm going to break up with him. It is a trajectory. It is a overtime decision of things, of feeling neglected, of feeling sad, of, of feeling like, what the fuck, of feeling like, you know, what you're asking for is too much when really you're not asking for anything. You are setting an expectation. You are setting a, um, a, uh, I don't know if expectation is the right word or whatever, but you're setting a standard of how you want to be treated. And no one should ever make you feel bad, especially someone who claims to love you for setting an expectation and a standard for how you want to be treated. Some people are just not going to love you right. And that's a hard truth. They're just not. They're not going to be able to love you right for their own reasons as well. And that doesn't make the blow to the heart any softer. But don't come at me. Don't come at anyone as if you are this person when you're really not, because sooner or later, like I say in my book, 101 Dating Red Flags, the side effects come out and who you really are really comes to be. So the way I like to arrive authentic, to to even, to even to make this something that doesn't even end up being a problem, arrive authentic. And then you don't have to have these conversations about what you used to do and what you didn't do and this and that. Because it's funny... When the when the person is talking to you about it, 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 they they get received as someone who is nagging or someone who is somehow making your life your life miserable because they're just simply asking for the things that you used to do. This is how you lose her. And the second thing I want to talk about is putting people in your business, the business of your relationship. Your relationship. Um, you know, I think that it's important to have sounding boards. It's important to have um, friends or a trusted person, a psychic, a, a therapist, whatever you want to, what, whatever it is that you do uh, to be a sounding board if you need to um, talk about things, discuss things. You know, some people say advice, but I think that advice is something that you ask people for when you need a co-signer on what it is that you're already going to do anyway. So it's like, okay, you know, I just need some advice. What do you think I should do about this? When you kind of on some level deep with deep within you, you already know what you want to do. So you come into them for advice and you're looking for a co-signer. Keeping other people in your business, the business of your relationship, your intimate relationship between you and your partner is a no-no. And this is how you lose her. 
There's something that I talked about in one of my books, 101 Daily Red Flags, the original one, the very, very first book that I published a couple of years ago. And I talked about mama's boys and mama's girls, which is a thing. Um, and it's just a it's just a loose term on someone who has a, a somewhat controlling slash nosy parent relationship. And they happen to tell their parents or parents or former caregivers everything about their relationship. And the, what's so dangerous about this is, is this is a one-sided thing. And of course, they're your parents. They're going to side with their child. They're going to give advice to their child. And, um, you know, it's about what's best for their child, even if what they're telling you is a bunch of bullshit. Because the only thing that they're getting is a one-sided thing. And what's so dangerous about this kind of relationship is that the parent, what they're doing to their grown-ass child is they are enabling them. They're enabling them. And so when you enable your child, you're setting them up for failure, no matter how young they are. And I'm, a, I'm not even a parent, and I don't. this is just common fucking sense in my book. You're not... You are enabling them that, oh, no matter what, I think one of the examples I used in my book was that, you know, this woman is going to know when your period comes, your bra size, um, all these little crazy things, not crazy things, but all of these personal things about yourself. And the moment you do something that is displeasing to her son, her baby boy or whatever, um, you're the biggest bitch in the world. And and what you do to them it could be something like holding them accountable for something that they did to you. And they're enabling them. And if the person that is speaking to, you know, parents and friends who are, you know, giving bad advice and saying, you know what, just leave her, cheat on her, whatever, you know, um, you yourself should realize if you're smart enough that this is something that is not going to help your relationship if that's what you're seeking. It's not something that is going to help anything. In fact, it's going to cause a bigger wedge between you and your partner because now the people who are closest to you who are giving you all this advice are looking at her like she's crazy, like she's the problem, like she's someone who needs to be left in the dust. You have to do what you need to do but objective feedback is usually the best. And you get objective feedback from a therapist. You get objective feedback. You can actually really get objective feedback from people who are just healthy in general. Because these people that you go to for advice, aka telling your business, aren't usually okay themselves. They have not lived a perfect life. No one's perfect. But if you could sit down and speak to someone who has a healthy general general healthy sense of who they are, what relationships are, what love is, and what's important. And most importantly, uh, a general, a very healthy general sense of you, then that's better than going to someone for advice who's just going to sit here and, and give you bad advice, give you all of the negatives and highlight them. Letting people in your business is, is, and look, th this is me. I live without shame, 
right? I don't have time for it. But that also does not mean that I'm going to go around and tell people my business. There is a there is there's a big difference between the two. I don't have a problem with saying um what it is and what my truth is, but I also don't have to elaborate on it to people who serve no purpose in in the betterment of my relationship or the betterment of what I'm trying to do with someone. This is how you lose her. You spend more time with your partner than anyone else does. And then you're going to sit there and listen to someone who doesn't even know her on what you should do when you've gotten to see the most intimate, if you were paying attention, got to see the most intimate intimate parts of your partner. And yet you listen to people who give bad advice, who don't even have their own life together, your homegirls or your homeboys about, oh man, you should leave her. It's not worth it. Oh, she's tripping. She's needy. She's this. Don't you realize these people are not offering you any kind of resolution except to leave, not to work on it. And honestly, it's one of the most frustrating and dumbest things ever because what's happening is y'all are losing good women. Y'all are losing good women over this dumb shit. Because that good woman who is giving you chance after chance after chance is now feeling like she doesn't, she can't trust you. How can she trust you with, with what she tells you personally about herself, with her word, with anything? And when you don't have trust, I feel like you almost don't have anything. It's the glue that keeps the relationship together. It is, it, it's more than the glue. It is, it is something that is entwined and interweaved into the combining of two people who want to be together. And you're going to let some random Joe or whatever sit there and because you've allowed it, you've allowed them to get in your business, tell you what about the person that you're in a relationship with. To me, this seems elementary. Um, this seems like one plus one equals two. But I also understand, not not understand meaning with empathy. I have an understanding of the nature of people so I can predict certain behaviors. I have an understanding in this case that there are some people out here who are dumb as shit and don't realize what it is that they have and they're going to do it anyway. And then they're going to end up losing a good woman. And on and on goes the cycle. If you are fortunate enough to end up with a woman who is even close to her caliber, I am telling you this because you are going to lose someone. And it goes, this doesn't only go for women. This also goes for men. Whatever the dynamics are of your relationships, keep people out your fucking business. But I keep saying her because obviously the title of this podcast is This Is How You Lose Her. <laughs> I'm telling you, get it together. Get it together. Um, another thing that seems to be an issue in certain relationships and how they end up breaking down, This Is How You Lose Her, is there's no support there's no support. And this is not all about what it is that you're lacking in giving her. It's also what you are not allowing her to give to you. 
You can be with someone who has a big heart and they want to support you in every which way. And we're not talking about money. We're talking about emotionally and they want to be there for you. However, you can't pour from an empty cup. So what's happening is she's made you a priority in her life and she is giving and giving and giving and she's there for you emotionally and stuff like that. And she's getting nothing in return. So now she's empty. She's depleted. And all you want is more, 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 more because, oh, she'll do it. She got me and this and that. And that's not fair. This is how you lose her. Don't Taking people for granted is something that is ultimately going to fuck you, not them. And I'm not going to say that it's not going to hurt them. Of course it's going to hurt them because all they simply wanted to do was love you and be loved at the basis, at the very foundation of the whole thing. But because you're so, I don't even know why some people are this way, damaged, (laughs) broken, didn't take time to heal, didn't take time to identify and listen, trauma does not only come from childhood. You could have had a great childhood, but you've had traumatic experiences in your life from different relationships or maybe from the military or whatever. And now you're walking around and you don't know how, nor are you seeking how to be better to where you are able to receive support, not only receive support from your partner who wants to give it to you, but also give support to that partner. You know, support comes in many different ways. Support emotionally, financially. Um, do you know how to be your partner's friend? Do you really know the true definition of a friend? Or are you so stuck in your own ways that it's just like, you know, whatever. One to the next one, they'll come or whatever. And if this is the mentality that you have, on to the next one, then why are you wasting this one's time? Why are you doing that? You're wasting someone's time. This is how you lose her. She's going to leave you. At some point. And the thing, the reason why I keep reiterating the title is because I'm trying to definitely keep you abreast to. Some of you are listening to this because you are the person who is receiving some of these things and some of you are the givers and there's a combination of both and and this and that and you might be at the point where you are in the last straw of your relationship where you have tried and you're saying to yourself I just don't know how to get through to them any longer I just don't know what to do and you're trying to figure out what kind of decision needs to be made for your happiness The only thing I can say with that is trust your nervous system. Breakups are hard. Breakups are extremely difficult. It doesn't matter if you're the one being broken up with or if you're the one that actually did the breaking up. It is a process of healing. It is the ending of a union. It is the ending of of memories. It is the ending of what you thought was going to be in your future. So it hurts. And I think oftentimes we stay longer because we want to prevent that hurt, which is actually inevitable. It's going to happen either way. 
It does not feel good. Sleepless nights and not wanting to eat and reminiscing and all the memories and stuff. So the next time you want to treat your partner like they are an option and not actually your choice, this is something that's what you need to think about. Those memories, those plans are going to be null and fucking void if you don't get your shit together. Period. Another thing, um, another point I want to make on this is how you lose her is um, you're emotionally immature. And when I was writing the notes for this podcast and I was talking about emotional immaturity, there is so much that encompasses it. And this is not an attack. This is not a dig. This is a fact. There are some people who are emotionally immature. That's it. So I decided instead of going into uh, trying to define it um, so rigidly because it's so broad that I wanted to go into some key characteristics of, of someone who is emotionally immature. And this is not an attack. It just is what it is. So people who are emotionally mature, they generally don't go very deep. Um, they generally delay like tough conversations um, because they aren't able to make sense of their feelings and they can find them too overwhelming to deal with. Now, I know the word immature is a strong word. And what's what what it denotes is that you, you're not on your shit. But there's a reason that some people are unable to go. Well, let me not say this. There are some people, there's a reason why some people aren't working on being able to go deep. And it's because there are other things that, there are other things in the way. There's only so many times that you can use your childhood as an excuse. You're a grown-ass adult now. Another characteristic of someone who is emotionally immature is everything is about them. I mean, everything. People who are emotionally mature will always bring up this thing, me, 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 at very inappropriate times, too. Because they have a hard time understanding that the world does not revolve around them. They don't, the world doesn't revolve around them and they just cannot picture that. If your partner doesn't pay attention to your concerns or interests, it's a clear sign that they have some emotionally growing to do. Uh, another characteristics of someone who is emotionally immature is, become they, is they become defensive easily. If you bring something up, they usually become overly defensive. Um, and this is because... They have not taken the time. I'm not going to say they don't have the capacity because they do. They haven't taken the time to actually think like, wow, you know, how did this affect my partner? How I wonder how she feels. I wonder how he feels about what this is, about what it is that I did or what it is that happened or or anything like that. They just get defensive and that's it. And then now you're fighting a defense and you can't get through that brick wall as the person who is trying to uh, have a communication, communicate with them. This is how you lose her. Um, people who are emotionally mature, they have commitment issues. Um, talking about the future can feel intimidating to someone who is an emotionally mature person. They avoid planning things together with you because they're afraid of limiting 
their own freedom. Why did you get in a relationship in the first place? Why? It, relationships evolve, hopefully. At least that is the that is that is what they are quote unquote supposed to do so why get into especially people when you are a fucking adult and i'm i I, at this point i'm just gonna say 40 plus i don't know what people in their 30s are doing any longer because i'm no longer in my 30s thank god and in my 20s i was a complete and total savage and didn't fuck about none of this shit anyway i probably was the problem in a lot of cases But if you have commitment issues, why are you even in a relationship? Why do that? Was it just so that you could have sex with them? That's stupid. And it comes back around everything that you give out. And I think if people had a better understanding of this, what you give out comes back to you. You call it karma. You can call it whatever you want. It's going to come back. This is a universal law that cannot be broken. You're going to get the shit handed right back to you. And it might not be with this person. It might be with the next person. Or it might not be with anybody. You might not ever get a chance to have someone that compared to this individual. Ever again. Emotionally immature. This is how you lose her. Now, how do you work on being emotionally immature? How do you work on being a better person as far as these emotions go? Well, honesty, like I always say, it starts by being real with yourself. If any of this that I'm saying is resonating you, now I'm not saying that what I say is law, but I have lived a life. I have lived a life and I've made many mistakes And I've lived a life and I've paid attention and I've been in all different kinds of relationships and I've been all different. I've learned. And that doesn't make me perfect. It just makes me aware. I am a work in progress more than any of you could ever know. And I believe that that's why so many people listen to this podcast is because I'm honest about that. But one thing I could tell you is the shit that (laughs) the foul shit that I'm talking about are not things that I do. And if I do something, it's usually in response to someone else's actions. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying it's what happens. Whatever you do usually does get a response or don't do. So if you are someone who is emotionally immature, how do you... How do we fix this problem? It takes time. Honesty is number one. Be real with yourself. You know, I'm lacking in some areas like this. I need to speak to someone. I need to read some books. I need to watch some YouTube channels, listen to some podcasts, journal, self-reflect. Take the time to actually do that. Not go run and talk to your single homegirls and homeboys who are single and most of them are cheating anyway. Or your mother or your father who don't have a great relationship with one another or don't have great relationships with anybody who are sitting there telling you that you need to leave this person. 
you don't need that kind of energy when you're trying to do better. So you have to seek it. Pray. Journal. Listen to healthy podcasts. Go seek therapy. A lot of people think about therapy and they're like, well, I don't really have any problems. You have more problems than you realize. More problems within yourself than you realize. And sometimes just the fact that you're saying you don't have any problems is the problem within itself. A therapy is not for everyone and I'm not trying to push that because that's going to be what I'm what what my career is. But I do know that it does help when you have an objective person who has no agenda talk to you about what it is that is going on in your life. And they can bring up some things to light that maybe you never actually you know, thought about or anyone ever said to you. So many people are saying that they want relationships and that they're ready for love. So many. Like it's all it's all you hear about. But the thing is, most people are arriving into these relationships unhealed. Unhealed with the expectation of being healed by their partner or thinking that their issues will never resurface with their partner. And they will because it's a new person, it's a new environment, etc. And what's in the dark, it will always come to light. It just is. I hate cliche ass statements like that, but it's just the truth. Whatever you haven't healed from is going to show up in your actions or lack thereof. And if you're with someone who pays attention, they're going to notice. And then when they bring it up, you're going to get defensive. And it's almost understandable that you're going to get defensive and that most of us will because we have a problem being seen for who we are. Some of us really have a problem with that. Like, wow, this person literally just read me. Not in a disrespectful way, but just by them asking these questions, they see me. And when you have a problem being seen, you retreat. You retreat back into that shell. You retreat, you put that wall back up. You go back to whatever point in time for some of us it's childhood for some of us it's just early adulthood to where you were able to retreat and put that wall up it shows a lack of emotional maturity again and you're not open to growth this is how you lose her i know many people i've spoken to many people who are still to this day regretting Things that they didn't do. The work that they didn't do. And it caused them to lose an amazing person in their life that they really... It it is so difficult to date these days. And it's not just on the side of women dating men. Men who date men, heterosexual, homosexual relationships, same-sex relationships, queer relationships. Everyone's having a pretty hard time. It's not fun out there. It's not fun. Um, And if you could think back, if you're someone who's in a relationship right now, a marriage, what it was like prior to getting the partner that you are, it was it was pretty bad, wasn't it? It was hell. And you know what's so funny 
and ironic is now that you have your partner and now that you have this person, you fantasize and romanticize about what it was like being single when you were miserable when you were single. So which is it? That double-mindedness doesn't do anything but hurt you and the ones that you claim to love. You have to make a decision. You have to. You know, we can say communicate, understand, um, cherish, and renew your vows. And it, it's, these are surface things. How deep are you willing to go so that this shit stops? Not only so you don't lose a good woman, but also so you become a better person for yourself. You have to stop giving a fuck about what other people think. Your parents included. Your parents have fucked up already. And just because they're your parents doesn't mean that they have your best interest at heart. Because a lot of them don't. A lot of them are living through you because they have already fucked up. And a lot of them don't want to see you happy because they've already fucked up. A lot of them don't want to see you in a successful relationship because they themselves don't know how to be in a successful relationship. So they fake these jacks even to you. So they're lying to you. As you're looking for a co-signer on your bullshit, they're lying to you because they're telling you exactly what you want to hear. I've said a lot. I didn't even take a sip of my tea this whole time. I think it's I think it's cold. Look at that. It's still warm. <laughs> um I've said a lot in this episode and I really want the the biggest hope that I have is that this is going to touch at least one person to where they want to do better. Um and there are stages to wanting to do better. Sometimes you might get defensive first and be like, you know, fuck that bitch. Who does she think she is? She doesn't know everything, blah, 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 blah. And then there's going to be something that I said that resonates with you deeper. And it's going to come up again. It just is. That's the way it works. <laughs> and then you're going to realize that a change has to take place. Otherwise, what's the alternative? Being alone. Going out there and sleeping with all of the men and all of the women that you want to whenever you want to do it. That's going to get really old. It does. Eventually, people do want to be with someone who, where the relationship is peaceful and healthy and someone who loves you. But if you don't know how to handle it, you're going to fuck it up. If you don't know how to handle and accept this love you're going to fuck it up. You're going to turn it around and say that they are the problem. When in fact you are. Until next time, I hope that you have an amazing day. And I look forward to publishing the next couple of podcasts because I have some really good topics. I'm also looking for people to interview and I'm in the process of working through that as well. Um, I am able to be on a better schedule now. So usually I like to publish a podcast about every three days or so. So I'm going to do my best to commit to that. <laughs> but like I said, life happens, right? So 
in the meantime, in between time, there are other episodes that you could listen to. Also, please rate and review this podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with that one person that has been talking to you about not knowing what to do about their relationship or what to do in their life or even the fuck boy that you know who's about to lose a good thing or fuck girl. Until next time, I hope you have an amazing day. God bless. Ciao.